We bring in the great Steve Forbes, dear friend. He is chairman and editor-in-chief of Forbes Media, and his most recent book is called Inflation, What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. Welcome back, Steve Forbes. Steve, I want to talk... To you. Yeah, I want to start off with um, this bizarre story. Uh, our friend Kevin Hassett pointed it out. The Congressional Budget Office, the CBO, is saying that under current services and current law, the Biden baseline, the next three decades, would take federal debt, uh, which is now about 100% of GDP, and would double it to 200% of GDP. 200% of GDP, okay? I think in World War II at the end, it was about 140% of GDP, something like that. Anyway, I was just wondering what you thought about that. Uh, is the Federal Reserve, would the Fed monetize all that debt and create gigantic inflation? Uh, would we default on our bonds? Would interest rates soar? Would gold prices soar? In fact, let me add gold. I'm looking at gold, Steve. It got as low as about 1650 uh, towards the end of last year, and now it's back uh, flirting with 2000. It's 1963 or 66. But what happens at 200% of GDP? I almost, I, I can't get my brain to wrap around that. Well, it's uh, not going to happen because you're going to have a crisis even before that. Uh, to get that kind of debt out there, that's uh, going to depress the economy, which means revenues are going to be a disappointment. And as you know, revenues this year are, are coming in below expectation, which is why De- Biden posturing a year ago as the deficit fighter is now a laughable joke. And so it's going to be worse than that. And the big question you asked there was, would the Fed monetize it? When you get to a crisis point where you have to uh, rely on a central bank to buy your bonds instead of a free market, then you've got a crisis where the government becomes more dependent, as we see in places like Argentina, on the central bank printing the money. That's Mm -hmm. how you get hyperinflation. So the key thing is, how much debt can this government keep putting out there with a sluggish economy, stagnant economy with European-style growth rates, and the markets are going to say, we're not going to buy your bonds. Even if you raise the interest rates, we're just not going to buy as many of them. We got a little bit of a flavor of that. You referred to it earlier, what happened in 2021 when the Federal Reserve monetized much of the deficit spending from Joe Biden, continuing spending long after the pandemic crisis. The worst of it was over. So we're not even going to get to 30 years and 200%. We're going to have a crisis well before that if we continue on the current path. You know, I can just see, okay, uh, in the next few years, with the deficit continuing to rise, I can just see, of course, Democrats for sure, but even moderate Republicans, rhino Republicans, saying, well, we have to make a deal and maybe we'll trim some spending. But isn't it time, Steve Forbes, to raise taxes so we can get more revenues? I can just see that. So what would happen if we raise taxes to fight the deficit? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we know from history what happens. Uh, That is, you depress the economy. And it's so amazing, after 4,000 years of history, where we see time and time again, states, entities that have low tax rates, stable money, do far better, uh, grow more, have a more uh, prosperous economy than those that don't. Uh, remember, back in the late, we were, we were alive to experience it firsthand, back in the late 70s, early 80s. 
there's talk of a grand bargain, grand deal of, of, of uh, reducing uh, the deficit, fighting inflation by depressing the economy, raising taxes and all that kind of thing. And uh, Reagan went in the opposite direction. That 30 percent tax cut that he proposed that Jack mm-hmm. Kemp had originally put on the table, a great late congressman, uh, that was not uh, popular. The Republican Party finally came around to it, but the head of the Republican senator said it's a riverboat gamble. Mm-hmm. And uh, But Reagan pushed it through, and we got the great 80s and 90s. And so uh, the lesson is very clear. And I'm waiting for this debate next month with the Republican candidates and subsequent debates to see who's going to put on the table real Reagan-esque proposals of uh, radical tax cuts, stable dollar, getting away with with uh, regulation. And then what people need are examples, like this idiot thing of uh, New York becoming you know, the New York is now uh, being known as the falling tower of pizzas because they want to ban ban coal-fired and wood-fired pizzas. Falling tower of pizzas, New York. Uh, Make fun of this kind of crazy. And people respond. They know it's idiocy. Air conditioners that don't work. Oh, that way people won't move to Florida and Texas. I mean, it'll be (laughs) interesting. It's the falling tower of pizza. It's very good, Steve. Um, People have got these candidates have got to remember the Laffer curve. I mean, I would argue if you reduce tax rates or at least make the uh, Trump tax cuts permanent, but keep tax rates as low as possible, that's the part of the solution. High taxes will destroy the economy, right? Revenues will collapse. The deficit will be even worse. The other side of the coin, Steve, is we're spending about 25% of GDP, which is very high. Historically, we spend about 20, maybe 21. We've got to get that back to 20% or 18, 17 or 18%. I mean, when you ran for president, you wanted a low, flat tax rate uh, and a simple tax code. That's the argument that should be made, and then we've got to make the dollar as good as gold. Now, we'll see well, if any right. of these candidates and, uh, do that. You're right, and that's what the big fight in there among Republicans is. What we used to call them eye-shade Republicans. Nobody mm. knows what eye-shades are anymore. But the root canal without the anesthesia Republicans right. versus those who, uh, who, who see what happens when you have a vibrant, growing economy, inventing things, developing things we couldn't even conceive of. You know, that's what happened in the early 1920s when we had a terrible inflation, Great Depression, completely forgotten. And uh, so uh, they had a huge rise in the standard of living. Instead of outhouses, people had indoor plumbing and one mm. electricity and wonderful things like that. So there are a lot of things in the offing that the Republicans should uh, say they, in, in the offing, especially on the health care side. It's going to make your life dramatically better, but we need a vibrant, open economy and, a, and an environment where these people, the entrepreneurs and others, can go out and do these great things. If they fail, that's too bad for them. But if they succeed, all of us have a better life. But we got to give them the uh, incentives. It's got to pay after tax to take these you risks. Bet. Reduce yeah. the price on doing good things. Mm. Reduce the burden. Yeah. That's how, 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 how far are you going to run when you have 20-pound weights on your ankles? Take mm-hmm. the weights off, and you'll see this economy really sprint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it, it's... There's two, you know, diametrically opposed approaches, uh, and you're exactly right. We have to see what these candidates are going to say. You know, Steve, let me just come back to the price of gold, because I was looking at the chart this morning. It got down towards 1600 toward the end of last year. Uh, the, You know, the Fed was tightening and tightening and tightening. 
Um, now it's back to close to 2,000. Is gold suggesting that, you know, these better inflation numbers uh, are not uh, permanent, that we haven't whipped inflation yet? I think uh, they, they, they suggest real concerns about uh, where, where, where this economy is going. Yeah, even before the financial markets uh, wake, wake, wake up to it, the importance of next year's elections. And we saw from the 1970s where the Fed would engineer a severe recession. Back in 1974, well before uh, Volcker and Reagan came along, we had a severe recession, highest unemployment since uh, the Great Depression. Mm. Well, we had uh, the Nixon uh, being run out of town, political crisis, foreign policy crisis, and uh, the CPI, Consumer Price Index, came down. And then uh, what, what happened was they undermined the integrity of the dollar again, put in anti-growth policies, and uh, we are right back in the even in the worst situation. So what I worry about the Fed is they don't know how to they don't know what inflation is, which is undermining the integrity of the dollar. And two, they figure you fight it by making people poorer. Hmm. So uh, that's why when, whenever you get bad economic numbers, the markets say, "Aha, maybe that'll have them take the uh, boot off of our necks." And we can grow again. But if we start to grow again, then you're going to hear the old stories. Oh, well, the economy is overheating. And I ask mm. you, and we've had, talked about this before, how many people at night mm. when their pay goes up in real terms start to get the sweats? Oh, I'm overheating. Take it away. Mm. It's, it's so preposterous. I agree with that. I mean, it's just the wrong policy. What's the Steve Forbes uh, economic outlook these days? Uh, we haven't reached the recession point yet. We're kind of running around 2% in the second quarter that just ended. Uh, one thing I was talking about in the show last night, uh, the index of leading indicators, Steve, uh, coming out of the conference board, has fallen uh, 15 straight months, and the conference board is saying that they now expect a recession to begin in the third quarter, the quarter we're in right now, and go on into next year, uh who knows? Nobody's got a perfect crystal ball. But what are you thinking? Well, I don't know where, when, when the economic theologians are going to declare a recession or whatever they want to call it. But most people, it's the, what we're experiencing and will be experiencing more because of these anti-growth policies is the economic equivalent of walking pneumonia. Perhaps mm-hmm. not enough to put you in bed, but you sure, sure feel punk about it. And what you also see are millions of Americans getting behind the eight ball falling behind financially. Some people are doing very well, but if you look at credit card debt, record high, uh, mortgage rates, uh, adjustable rates, that's uh, being hitting uh, homeowners and it's going to be hitting uh, businesses, especially in commercial real estate. So there's some very real headwinds coming up. So uh, whatever numbers they want to conjure up, all I know is we have a punk economy. Uh, People are going to feel they're falling behind rather than moving ahead. And uh, why Joe Biden wants to boast about that, I think that's one reason why he's not going to be the candidate in 2024. Talk about not being tethered to reality. Oy. Yeah, well, so 1% to 2% is nothing to write home about. I mean, that's an it's important Europe point. It's stagnation. That's yeah. what it is. I mean, you really, you know, given the sluggish growth of recent years, we really should be aiming for 4 5 6%, it seems to me. Absolutely, and we're capable of doing it. And it comes from not just making more things of the same, but from great new things, uh, George Gilder discusses in his book of a product called graphene, and uh, it's a kind of a, a carbon thing. It's 200 times the strength of steel, has the conductivity of, a, I think, several thousand times that of copper. 
Mm. One of the most fantastic things ever uh, ever found. Mm. The problem is creating it uh, is highly expensive. Well, now there have been break breakthroughs coming with that out of Rice University and elsewhere. Eighteen companies uh, are now finding ways to use this thing that no mm. one's heard of. Most of them Israeli. Uh, mm. That should be here, not in Israel. We should both be doing it. So, But these great things are uh, out there in the offing, in the brewing, just like back in the 1970s. You had Apple coming out of nowhere. You had FedEx. Mm. You had all, uh, all these great new companies that no one had heard of. They're in the incubation stage in the 70s. We've been benefiting from them ever since. we got to get that incubation uh, going good today. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. All right, terrific stuff. Steve Forbes, chairman and editor-in-chief of Forbes Media and the author of his latest book, Inflation, What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. Many thanks. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.